Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am your host, Aaron Summers. We are on day five of Saints training camp presented by Rouse's Markets. Technically, it's been six days since we started, but Sunday was a day off. Monday, the fans were back and the pads were on. Definitely changes the game a little bit, so we're going to bring in somebody who has some experience in that realm. A lot of experience, actually. Running back, former running back, Deuce McAllister. Deuce, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. And I, I guess you would say today was the official first day sure. uh, that you start to see some separation. And I don't know if you're going to see it after one practice, but you know you will start to see some true separation now. Um, and I think that you definitely need it the other days because from a rep standpoint, uh, from him hearing, and this is particularly for new guys and or rookies uh, that are just in the program this year, the more that they hear it, the better opportunity they have to be able to maybe make this team or be able to maybe even to contribute. We were listening to a lot of the offensive linemen talk over the past few days about how the evaluation process for them doesn't really start until the pads come on. It changes things so much. What are some of the things that you know players, opposing players, are going to have to work on um, and coaches are looking for in that in that position group it's pad level and what I mean by that is a guy can stand straight up and he's probably going to lose and so you've always heard the adage as far as low man wins that's normally true in this game and so uh, you're going to have to be able to play uh, with bend you're going to have to be able to uh, be able to use your hands but also use your pads to be able to move a guy and so that's always interesting to see whether you're a veteran, whether you're a young guy, you'll and that's the separation I mean that you'll start to see because uh, with, with with shorts and helmets on, there's no true way to mm -hmm. evaluate some of those guys just because once I put my pads on, I'm a different player. I can play physical, I can run behind my pads, and like I said, you know, some guys will make the decision of they don't want to come in and make a tackle. They don't want to come in and make a block just because of the physical you know, element of that game. And so that's where you'll start to see over the next couple of days some guys start to separate themselves. Speaking of physicality, Trevor Penning was out there and he had a couple moments with uh, Peyton Turner, Taco Charlton, getting after it a little bit. I call that. <laughs> but uh, when, when, when you say that, you knew at some point that was going to happen mm -hmm. just because of how he plays the game. And so um, when you go back and you evaluate and look at his college tape or even some of the things that he was able to do at some of the all-star games, that was one of the things that stood out. And so he was a player, you know, just coming from uh, the college and it's not a D1 or a Power 5 college uh, – Maybe you have to do some of that mm -hmm. to get recognized. But he's a physical player. And so the biggest thing Coach Marone will have to do and, and, and Coach Zach Streif is just letting him understand and know, hey, look, you can do whatever you want in between the whistles. long as it's in between the whistles, so be it. After the whistles is where you kind of cross the line. And you don't want to ever uh, take the mean streak away from a player. But a player can't cost himself or his team. And so what I mean by that is uh, you don't want to put your team in a negative situation. I don't want you to not be physical. I don't want you to play with that nasty streak. You just got to know how long you can do it up to. And then after that, all right, hey, I'm done. I'll be back as soon as this next play starts, though. Taking a look at the defensive side of the ball, you have Dennis Allen that moves from the defensive coordinator role to the head coach role. He said, and I think a lot of the players have said as well, they don't think that it's going to change a lot as far as their defense and, and what they do. Last year, they held opponents their fourth best in the league um, in opponents' yards allowed. And just listening to Demario Davis earlier today, he said that 
he wants to be the number one defense. That's their goal, and he feels like that's something that they can do this year with the additions, the talent they have at several different position groups. What do you think? Just because D.A. now is the head coach, the expectation does not change defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, because nothing stops him from coming in that room and still ripping those guys and <laughs> letting them know that, hey, look, you're not playing up to your capabilities. Uh, the defense, and I, this is no secret to anybody, the defense is the strength of this unit, and that 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 is the team. The defense is the strength of this team, and so if this New Orleans Saints team is going to be good this year, it's because that defense is a top five or better unit. And so if DeMario and those guys want to be number one, hey, go after it because that's only going to help them overall. But, no, I don't think a lot will change uh, with Coach Allen not being, uh, quote-unquote, involved as much with mm-hmm. that defensive unit because you still have players that can make plays on that side of the football. Right, you still have a lot of same leaders, a lot of vets on that side of the ball. Offensively, I think everybody would like to see an improvement from last year. Jameis Winston hopefully going to be able to play and stay healthy this entire season. How does that change things for an offense, knowing that they have that that guy coming into training camp? It's going to be Jameis Winston. It's consistency, and that's what they have to have. They have to be consistent as a unit, and, and that that's going to happen with time. That's going to happen with growth. I mean, Jameis has been in the system. He understands. He knows what to do. The one thing that he and Coach Pete Carmichael will do will continue to get on the same page and figure out plays that he likes as far as that fit him as far as a quarterback is concerned. And then Jameis doesn't have to worry about looking over his shoulder. It's his team. Mm-hmm. It's his offense to go out, lead, you know, be productive, be the, 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 the face, the vocal guy for those guys. But he's got to continue to put in the work. And so for him, you know he will be here because he's rehabbing as far as an injury. And then the other part of it is it's not all on your shoulders. You've got tremendous help outside with Michael Thomas being able to return. You've got Jarvis Landry. You've got Chris Alave being able to work in there. And then you can turn around at any point and hand it to number 41, you know, Alvin Kamara. So – all of the pressure is not on Jameis, but he's just got to make sure that he is taking control and putting those guys in the best situation to be successful. He has so many more weapons this year than they had last year. It's I mean, We saw the decision-making improve for him last year. I think that that's going to continue to be something that he'll need to work on because you're going to have to pick the right option each time. And there's going to be plenty of them. I just You're going to put, as you mentioned, the players in the best position for them to succeed as well. Looking at the offense and knowing what the defense has been, I feel like this team is going to be a lot better than what maybe national media has been talking about. You know, I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about the Saints right now. Which is okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for them that, that that's okay. You've been the target for a couple of years, and now Tampa Bay is, you know, the national darling. You know, you have the Super Bowl champions, the L.A. Rams, and, it, and, and it's warranted. I mean, you look at what Green, Green Bay has as far as their quarterback and that defense that they have, so it's warranted. And so for the New Orleans Saints, just keep working. And so if you are the hunter at this point, which looks like they are, mm-hmm. and embrace it and go and go take what you want. And so for these guys, uh, it starts with a, divi- a division heavy as far as your opening you know, couple weeks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to go out and play the games. And so the opportunity will be there for them. And so I don't think that you fall into the trap of, you know, well, we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be good. Go prove it. Deuce, did you prefer to be the hunter or the hunted? I was probably preferring to be the hunter. I mean, because the hunted team, the hunted player, 
you're always going to get the best shot from the other team. Yeah. You, you have an opportunity maybe to uh, get yourself up and ready to play week in and week out because you're not expected to win. You know, other teams always are going to get up to play against you if you are the expected mm-hmm. team to be winning. When you're out at training camp, what are some of the things that maybe you've noticed already or things that you're looking for? Well, the subtle changes. I mean, you talked about Coach Allen taking over from mm-hmm. sh- from Coach Payton. You know, you just look at the, uh, the the length of practices so far, you know, maybe not as long. Each day has gotten a little bit longer. And so you're just looking for subtle things as well. And so today was really the first time that they even went inside, but mm-hmm. they were only in there for, what, 20, 30 minutes. And, you know, they're right back outside. And so you can continue to see Coach Allen put his stamp on some of the things that they want to do uh, really without pads, you can't tell a lot uh, as far as early on. Today was that first day, and so you'll continue to compare and contrast some of the things that they've, uh, you know, are, are working on. I can tell you one um, outside of uh, observation, you've got a lot more family Mm-hmm. Uh, family and friends as far as on the field and around. Uh, and that was probably something that Coach Payton, he was like, hey, look, early on, that's not happening. And mm-hmm. so you see just subtle changes and subtle things that maybe are, are a little bit different, you know, and you don't know how long that'll last, but it's still early in training camp now. And so if you're going to have your family and friends come, they better come now because as you get closer to a game, all of that's going to change and he'll kind of lock it down even more. What I enjoyed about practice today, having the fans there, the pads on, you hear the collective ooze and the and maybe sometimes you know the gasps and when there's a drop ball or something like that. How much do you enjoy having the fans out there, or did you like having them at training camp? You liked it and you didn't like it. I mean, because now you have to be perfect because now they see everything. You know, a little added pressure. Yeah, it's it's added (laughs) pressure, and so you like it because they give you that little extra juice Mm -hmm. that you want as a player because. Uh, going out to practice every day, that gets old. That, yeah. I mean, because it's almost like a repetition thing, particularly when you're a veteran guy and you kind of know what it is. I know what play we got to run. You have to still go and do it. It's practices to get better. And so now with fans, that gives you that extra little juice. But if you make a mistake, no fans are out there. It's just a mistake. Now I make a mistake, you hear the ooh or the mm-hmm. gas. And so there's the good. There's pluses and minus from it. But Overall, you would prefer for them to be able to come and see it and work and, you know, see you work and the things that they can bring definitely helps. Definitely. Your upcoming season, you're going to be color analyst on the radio broadcast for the Saints again. What else do you have on your plate? <laughs> Every day is a little bit different. Every day is unique. Uh, you always enjoy and, and, and you relish this opportunity. I mean, because for me, uh, just to be around the guys, just to be able to see it, uh, you definitely enjoy it. And so, you know, I, I, I'll follow college football, and then, you know, right there, uh, it's our Pelicans that are here. You know, mm-hmm. and so a lot of excitement about the Pelicans. I can't wait to see them. You know, I know that uh, we didn't win it all this year as far as summer league, but, you know, <laughs> to be able to get uh, Zion and some of those young guys back with CJ and, and, and B.I. and some of the things that they've been able to do, uh, there's a lot of excitement. And so hopefully they can continue to build on the success that they had last year. And, you know, the one thing that I wish is the NBA would kind of push that back a little bit as far as the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for, for um, I think I think it's September, maybe October, there's, there's, there's a stretch that you've got NBA, you've got college football, yep. you've got NFL, and then baseball, the World Series, or, you know, I think it's the uh, – uh, the championship round will all be going on mm-hmm. at the same time. 
if you're a sports fan, every day you turn on the television, it's a game. You know, yeah, some type no of sleeping. game. So yeah, yeah, it's uh it's always fun. It's fun for the fans, but for people that cover the teams, there's no rest. Yes, there is no rest. Maybe we'll have to have you on the Pelicans podcast sometime. Apparently you're an avid Pelicans I, fan I, here. I love it. I love it and I can't wait. All right. Love that. And last year we saw you on some of the SEC network games, working as a color analyst there. So we'll be on the lookout. I know we'll see you on the sideline here and be able to listen to you a lot. So I appreciate the time. No problem. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Deuce McAllister for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. You can follow him all season long. He'll be on social media. You'll see him across the TV and you can listen to him on the Saints radio broadcast. We're going to have a lot more Saints content. You can always check it out on NewOrleansSaints.com. First padded practice was Monday. They will continue to wear them the rest of the week. It'll be open practices. The fans can come out. You can get tickets at NewOrleansSaints.com. One person can reserve up to eight tickets. So make sure you get out here and see some of these players in action. It's been a lot of fun. We're really excited about this upcoming season. As always, the New Orleans Saints podcast, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It is now back for the season, so make sure you check it out. For the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Saints podcast, I'm Erin Summers.